I'm Afshin Ratansi and welcome back to Going Underground, broadcasting all around the world from Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. Opposition is growing in NATO nations to the U.S. war on Russia through Ukraine a year on from Russia responding to the shelling of Donbass. Washington, D.C.'s Lincoln Memorial tomorrow hosts Rage Against the War Machine, calling for an end to U.S. interference in Ukraine and the end of any U.S. plans for war with China. One of those joining former U.S. presidential contenders and Congress people is legendary comedian and host of his eponymous show, Jimmy Dore. He joins me from Los Angeles. Thank you so much, Jimmy, for uh, coming on. Just tell me first about the Lincoln Memorial uh, March demonstration rally. I uh, haven't really heard much from the opposition in uh, your country uh, as to what's been happening regarding the massive multi-billion dollar armaments for Ukraine, let alone uh, the shooting down of the infamous balloon from China. So again, what's happening in the United States is that the people in the United States have no idea what's going on in Ukraine or what's going on with China. And what's even worse is they have no idea that they have no idea what's going on. And so they're fed war propaganda 24 seven from their talking heads on the corporate media that the owned by people who want war. So the war machine is going strong and the anti-war uh, movement has been dead in the United States because of Barack Obama. Barack Obama was completely pro-war. He took us from two wars to seven. He dropped more bombs than George Bush. The war machine is out of control in the United States. I get on stage in comedy clubs in, in America and I say, you know, we sent $100 billion to Ukraine. I just wish we'd send $100 billion to the United States. And people cheer because they see what's happening. They see that there's people living under every bridge. We could have solved homelessness in America three times over with the money we sent to the war machine for Ukraine. So what we're trying to do is if you're against these wars, which are completely war economic wars, that's what this is, right? The United States is trying to do a proxy war on Russia because we're afraid of Russia and Germany coming together. What we really fear in the United States is the economies of Russia and Germany coming together. The band power and the natural resources of Russia and the capital and the technology of Germany. And this has been a concern for the United States for years and years. And so what are we doing? We're doing a proxy war in Ukraine to try to damage them, which is why we blew up their Nord Stream pipeline. And, I, the re and so what we're doing tomorrow at the Lincoln Memorial is anybody who's against these wars, it's time to start an anti-war movement again in the United States. And so I don't care how you feel about any other issue. I don't care how you feel about uh, cops. I don't care how you feel about Trump or Joe Biden. I don't care how you feel about Social Security or Medicare. If you're against these wars and you want to stop this war machine, then you should show up tomorrow at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., because we've got to unite people who are against these wars. You don't stop wars by aligning with people who agree with you on other things. The, what gives an anti-war movement its power is that you align with people who you disagree with on almost everything else, but you can come together on this one thing. So if you're against a war, I don't care what your feelings are about anything else. If Newt Gingrich is against a war, I want Newt Gingrich on that stage. If Donald Trump is against a war, I want him on that stage. I don't care who's against the war. I want you to be at the Lincoln memorial tomorrow in Washington, D.C., and let the war machine know that we're coming together to stop them. Ah, but aren't there elites that are able to divide this cross-party 
uh, ambition that you have. I mean, just on Nord Stream, Cy Hirsch, the great reporter who exposed the Mylai massacre, the Abu Ghraib, uh, so many different stories. People can look up uh, his uh, interview on Going Underground on our Rumble channel. Uh, you, you said it was an act of uh, sabotage, that somehow that uh, uh, you agree with Hirsch. Biden was very clear about the Nord Stream pipeline, the energy reserves for the European Union that were destroyed, and I should say mainstream NATO media claimed it could be Russia destroying their own pipeline. Biden said it was a deliberate act of sabotage. The Russians are pumping out disinformation and lies, and at the appropriate moment when things calm down, we are going to be sending divers down <clears throat> to find exactly what uh, happened. Isn't that the problem? People think you're a Putin puppet. You're the one spreading out Russian disinformation here. Uh, Joe Biden himself said they were going to stop the Nord Stream pipeline. I didn't make that up. He said it. And now Cy Hearst has revealed exactly, in a detailed way, exactly how they did it. We all knew they did it. Russia, that, that's a cash cow for Russia, that pipeline. Why would they blow up their own cash cow? Of course, it makes no sense. And of course, you know, I'm old enough to remember the Iraq war. And that was sold to the American people on a pack of lies. And anybody who pushed up against it and said that Saddam Hussein was not a threat to the United States, Saddam Hussein didn't do 9-11 and Saddam Hussein doesn't have any weapons of mass destruction, you were called a Sadat, you were called an apologist for Saddam Hussein. They're doing this. It's the same thing over and over. If I opposed the Libyan war, they said the same thing about Gaddafi. It's the Syrian war, they called me an Assadist. I was right about the gas attacks. I was right about Libya. I was right about Iraq. And of course, it's not, it doesn't take a genius to see what's going on. The United States is doing a proxy war in Ukraine. <clears throat> and now they're ramping up their saber rattling with China. Why? It's all about economics. We've had 400 military bases surrounding China since the Korean War. Where are the Chinese military bases surrounding America, they don't exist. The United States is the world's terrorists. And I don't know why Europe is going along with the Europe is being punished. They're the ones who are paying high, higher gas prices, higher energy prices. They're the ones whose economy is hurting because of this. While they're going along with the hegemon that is the United States is beyond me. Putin has asked about this. Putin has wondered when is the when are their European leaders going to stand up? You know, Merkel wouldn't. She's the one who pushed for those pipelines. She pushed back against the uh, American hegemony. But now that's all over. They all like, okay, blow up our pipelines. We care more about this military industrial complex project, which is a proxy war in Ukraine, than they care about their own people in Germany. I don't understand what's going on, but maybe the people in Europe will rise up against this uh, military industrial complex, this hegemon, the imperialism of the United States. I hope they do, because if they don't, it's going to wreck them. It is wrecking them right now. Uh, this is about the United States selling more natural gas and selling more energy to Europe. Russia sells 40%, provides 40% of the energy to Europe, and the United States uh, oil companies, they want some of that money. And so who owns the government in the United States? The corporations run the government. This is a fascist state. That There's no make no mistake about it. If what Mussolini called fascism, meaning the marriage of fascism, a state and corporations against their own people, that's what we're living in in the United States which is why you can take the richest country that the face of the earth has ever seen and half the people are poor or low income, 80% of workers live paycheck to paycheck, 50% of wage earners earn $30,000 or less in the richest country the face of the earth has ever seen. We live in a failed system. We're not regular corrupt. People think that the United States is corrupt like, well, Joe Biden gave his kid a no-show 
job at the Ukraine Energy Board, or or Trump did the same thing with his kid. That's not the uh, that's not the corruption we're looking at. We're looking at unbelievable corruption, entire wars being waged on complete corruption. Iraq was complete corruption. Libya, Syria, now Ukraine, and they're trying to do the same thing in China. I don't know what's going to happen. This is how all empires end, by the way. We have a thousand military bases. The United States has a thousand military bases. We just added four more, I think, in the Philippines. And we still have people living under every bridge in the United States. We are a complete corrupt country. We are the world's terrorists. And I, and the, we're, the, the terrorists have bought the media. And that's why people don't know what's going on. And so that's why they have to suppress people like us. And they have to discredit anti-war rallies like we're doing tomorrow at the Lincoln Mall. I'll just say the U.S. administration denies all of that and those claims. And I've got to say, you're right. There are constituencies on the right, on the left. You're saying all you want are the masses. You don't uh, care where you're from. The important thing is not war. And I know you talk on your program about just being a comedian and yet investigating these issues, ironically. And also, uh, the paramount aim seems to be not to want World War III. Why is it, then, that uh, the people tomorrow, there are important Congress people, former Congress people, former presidential candidates, you can't get the sports and show business, pop culture people that really speak to the wider demographics out there. Uh, how is the media so disciplined about it and how are the showbiz stars? So you're, you're speaking to me from LA, you're a comedian, uh, the Golden Globes, all these award ceremonies, you see Zelensky speaking at, the Oscars coming up, why? Why does no one else, why do the celebrities not go with your line of uh, uh, questioning and your uh, questioning as to whether we may be on a precipice that, of no return? It's the complete control of the narrative and the message through the corporate media. People, I don't know if they know, in the United States, we used to have 50 giant media companies in this country. And uh, those were big companies. And then in 1996, Bill Clinton passed the Telecommunications Act, which took us from 50 giant media companies down to just six. So just a handful of billionaires control all the messaging and all the narrative in the United but States. But I'm talking about the celebrities so, that are on Insta. You know, the, they seem to talk to the young. But but they don't know. But they're just so Americans. Not just Sean Penn. So America, Sean Penn is a CIA asset, and and he's the biggest tool I've ever seen. He thinks he's James Dean and Elvis Presley, and what what he really is is just a puppet of the military-industrial complex. And why? And it's because the United States is the most propagandized country in the world. They have no idea that they are. And so the message can never get through. And now they even have a censored on YouTube, and as you know, in places like that, where if you go against, again, if just who you're not allowed to criticize is the ones who rule over you. I wasn't allowed to tell the truth about the COVID narrative on YouTube because Big Pharma runs our corporate, our corporate media, and I wasn't allowed to tell the truth about Ukraine, Syria, Libya. You're not allowed to tell the truth about these things or you'll get censored. So that's why I think the people in Hollywood, they have no idea that they're propagandized. They think that they're being good boys and the CIA is on the side of democracy. That's what they really think. And so that's the problem with Hollywood. Hollywood are the, the most easily corruptible tools in the world. Well, I mean, did the Chinese balloon surprise even you, Anthony Blinken, saying we're confident that uh, it was a surveillance balloon, the presence of the surveillance balloon in U.S. airspace is a clear violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law? Did that surprise even you as a comedian, regardless of uh, what you claim to be uh, totalitarian uh, cultural control by the military-industrial complex? 
So whatever they're saying, whatever the government of the United States is saying about that Chinese balloon, it, I would believe the opposite. No matter what they're saying, it's a lie. So the United States is probably using that balloon uh, to saber rattle with China. That's exactly what this is all about. They need to convince the American people that somehow China is a threat to the United States. They need to co convince the American people that Russia is a threat to the United States and how they're overthrowing our elections. Really? Russia is controlling our elections. That's weird that they didn't get Donald Trump elected again. They just did it one time then. It's weird. They wouldn't do it all the time. Right. So the Chinese have that, that, that a balloon. So why would they send a balloon over the United States to spy on us when they already have satellites that could do the exact same thing? So, again, they're using this to keep the American people scared so they can go ahead and do their hegemony and imperialism all around the world. That's all this is about. The military industrial complex has a stranglehold on our government and our media. I'm not making that up. That's not hyperbole. That's why what's going on is going on. We have a bunch of criminals. The United States is a mafia state. NATO is a mafia state. NATO is not a defensive organization. NATO is now an offensive organization creating wars and implementing economic hegemony. That's exactly what is NATO there for? Just to guarantee energy transfers and to guarantee shipping lanes well, and to do you know stuff like pull up the Nord Stream pipeline. You know, Jens Stoltenberg doesn't say that. Jimmy, I'll stop you there. More from the comedian, anti-war activist and host of The Jimmy Dore Show after this break. Welcome back to Going Underground. I'm still here with the comedian and host of The Jimmy Dore Show, Jimmy Dore himself. You're talking about these people going to the Lincoln Memorial uh, tomorrow in Washington, D.C., and you mentioned the fact that uh, Trump uh, was discarded by the military-industrial complex. Given that they could have brought down Trump, these sorts of powers, within the Democrat Party, within the military, within the CIA, they uh, are rumoured to have had their part in assassinating presidents of the United States. How can Rage Against the War Machine do what even, say, Elon Musk seems to be a bit scared about in terms of reforming Twitter uh, as regards freedom of speech and the First Amendment. What do you think makes them so scared that you aren't scared about? Oh, well, uh, I, I, it's not that I'm not scared. Uh, I know that as soon as we become a real threat that they'll do things. They've already done things. They're already writing hit pieces about me, they're already writing hit the head in their corporate media, writing hit pieces about this rally. What they're doing now is trying to say I'm a right-wing maniac and that I'm not what I appear to be, which is a lefty who's anti-war and pro-worker. So they try to discredit me, just like they did to Julian Assange, right? They try to say Julian Assange is working with Russia. Of course he wasn't. And they try, all Julian Assange is doing is revealing the secret war crimes of the powerful. So um, what, I am afraid of the CIA. The CIA, of course, they kill people. That's how they get things done. They blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. They uh, they did a coup in, in Ukraine in 2014 to overturn the democratically elected uh, president. So, yes, the CIA will kill you if you get in the way. No problem. And I, if that's the way, you know, I, I, I want to become a threat to them. Right now, I'm not. That's why I'm allowed to do this. I'm allowed to do this interview. So I'm trying to maybe this war rally, this anti-war rally, will wake people up. That's the whole point of doing rallies is to alert the public to what's actually happening 
happening and get people on board. And the only way we're going to end this war machine and get any kind of control back of our government is people getting in the streets. That's the only way. We're not going to do it at the ballot box because Joe Biden serves the same people just like the Republicans serve the exact same military industrial complex. As Ralph Nader taught us, the only difference between a Democrat and a Republican is the speed at which their knee hits the floor when a donor enters the room. And so that's why American politics is so corrupted. Politicians need money to run a campaign, and they don't get it from the government like in other countries. The government finances their campaigns. We have corporations sponsor our campaigns. So now we have completely corporate corrupted government, which leads to endless war in my lifetime. We're So you know that the United States had a thing called the Project for the New American Century. I, I might be mangling those words. And but the idea, the, so General Wesley Clark revealed this that after 9/11 he went to the Pentagon and he was showed the plans that the Pentagon had already had dra drawn up to go and invade Libya, to invade Syria, to invade Iraq, to invade Afghanistan, to invade the Sudan. They're the ones who had these plans all along. The United States is the Amer is the world's terrorists, and people need to wake up to that. Well, what about if uh, you're an average uh, uh, American worker? Actually, uh, that's, uh, that's a complicated question because there's a media vision of an average American worker and a, uh, a real one uh, that uh, you might hear from international NGOs who doesn't have enough to feed uh, themselves tonight. What if they were to say, but you see, what you're doing is hastening the end of US empire only to have Russia and China take their place? <laughs> So Americans' empire is built on the petrodollar, which people don't understand. So what the petrodollar is, is that Saudi Arabia is the world's largest exporter of oil, right? So when people come to buy their oil, there's an agreement between the United States and Saudi Arabia that Saudi Arabia will make people, the other countries, convert their currency into U.S. dollars and then purchase their oil in U.S. dollars. And what does that do for the United States? It makes our dollar be the reserve currency of the world, which artificially props up the dollar and our economy. So once that goes away, so now every other country keeps lots of American dollars as a reserve, and so they use that for uh, to trade other stuff too. So now as soon as the petrol goes away, meaning so now Saudi Arabia is starting to sell oil in other denominations like to China, right? And they're not using the American dollar. So as soon as the, the petrodollar goes away, the U.S. dollar being the reserve currency around the world goes away, our economy completely crashes and we lose our ability to print endless money. And so that's coming right now. So wh what's what's happening in the United States? We, we, this is the end of empire. Ashburn, this is the way this is the way empires end. We over overextend militarily and we don't take care of our own country. It's exactly happening. We don't have a living wage in America. Half the country's poor low income. We've got people living under every bridge as we just built four more military bases in in Philippines. It's nuts what's going on and this is this is the end of our empire. That's not hyperbole either. Okay, so what do you say when you do your stand-up shows? I know you're touring and you've been touring interspersed with the TV and the live cast uh, through the internet when you get hecklers saying that you're an apologist for Putin or Xi Jinping or or do they all basically come there knowing the kind of the line the angle about the end of US empire well every once in a while I do get a heckler and I just thank him for the thirty dollars for for the ticket price and thank you <laughs> for paying thirty bucks to come yell at me I appreciate it 
Uh, no, people who come to my shows are pretty on board. They get it already. That's why they buy a ticket to my show. I'm not showing up unannounced at comedy clubs and people don't know who the comedian is. They know it's me, so they come on purpose and my audience gets it. And by the way, my audience is a cross-section of America. My audience has hippies in it. It has right-wingers in it. It has union members. It has Trump voters. It has uh, Barack Obama, ex-Barack Obama voters, Bernie Sanders supporters, libertarians. It has a complete cross-section of the United States because people are sick and tired of it. And what we what they want to do is that what the when I when I say they, I mean the oligarchy, which is what America is. We're not a democracy anymore. That's been proven by a Princeton study that the the people's with the will of the people is never expressed in is never expressed in uh, legislation. And that's why I know we live in an oligarchy. I mean, so why is it so important as well? And why is it so critical, critically important that you criticize the the faux left, the so-called left in your country that the uh, uh, major newspapers on, on uh, the coasts of uh, the United States claim are somehow left-wing. Why do you find it so important to, to criticize those who claim to be socialists when, in fact, you allege and sometimes uh, provide evidence for the fact that they are actually nothing of the kind? So the reason why there's a Bernie Sanders or there's an AOC elected to government in the United States is to keep people thinking that there's someone in government fighting for you and there isn't. And so it's to keep you inside the system. So what Bernie Sanders did two election cycles in a row was he took the, there's a lot of people who are sick and tired of the system and they have given up on the system, which is what you need for a revolution. But what Bernie Sanders and AOC and people like them are there to do is to keep you believing in the system. And so to keep you not protesting, Bernie Sanders and AOC has not once ever, ever asked their people to get into the street to protest the establishment and the oligarchy about anything, and they never will. And so that's why I concentrate my criticism on people like that, because those are the people that are keeping people who with a revolutionary energy inside a pro-war anti-worker party and a system. They're the ones that keep people thinking we can vote our way out of this. The only way to get out of this is for people like Bernie Sanders and AOC and, and people like me to tell our followers to get into the streets and shut stuff down. That's the only way by coming together now there's a guy named Christian Smalls who uh, organized a union at Amazon, the first union at Amazon in the United States. He did it on Staten Island, which is a suburb of New York City. Now, I don't know if people know, but Staten Island isn't made up of black and brown people who are lefties. It's made up of white working class people who voted for Trump. He had to now unionize those people. He had to organize them together. And the way you do that is you say that we have things in common. We have to, we have an oppressed we have a common enemy. We need to come together. And that is what scares the establishment and the oligarchy the most. People from the left and the right coming together to fight them because we realize we have a common enemy. So that's the only thing the establishment has now is narrative control. And the narrative control is to divide the left and the right. They call our, people who are on the right, they call everybody a fascist. The Democratic Party just implemented fascism when they broke a union strike by the railroad workers. The railroad 
workers are the glue that holds our economy together. They don't get sick pay in America. Think about that. We have a thousand military bases. We spend a trillion dollars a year on war. The people who are the glue for our economy in the United States, the railroad workers don't even get sick pay. They were going to go on strike and they were going to get it because they would break this economy if they went on strike. The Democrats, Joe Biden, crushed their strike, took away their ability to organize and implemented a BS uh, contract that they had to accept. Okay, well, right now just... the Democratic Party is implementing fascism. Okay, well, they deny that. We've got an AOC advisor on who will deny uh, deny all of that. And uh, I'm sure Sanders and AOC both say they've organized little demonstrations in their constituencies. Just in a couple of minutes, then, if someone was to say, I'm not going to go to your demonstration tomorrow because you're basically a fascist yourself, a kind of Nazi, because Russia is like Hitler somehow, and uh, we've got to defend uh, Ukraine and plucky Zelensky and send him warplanes and jets and weapons and cluster bombs. Yeah, what they're doing, so they're unwittingly using the American, the people of Ukraine as cannon fodder in a proxy, an economic proxy war. What we did was provoke this invasion, and the German chancellor just admitted that we provoked this invasion. In 2014, the United States overthrew the democratically elected government of Ukraine. Why did they do that? And then they had the Minsk agreement, which was a peace agreement. And what was that? That meant the government of the Ukraine would stop bombing the Russian-speaking Ukraine in the Donbass, the eastern part of Ukraine. And the German chancellor just admitted the reason why they got that peace agreement was so that Ukraine would have enough time to build up their military so when Ukraine actually did start bombing the Donbass again and provoke Russia's invasion to protect those people, that the Ukraine would have a more powerful military to fight. And this is, again, all about economics. The cat is out of the bag, but the people who say that I'm aiding Russia somehow, I've been propagandized. They don't know the history of what's happened. They don't know NATO is an offensive force. NATO provoked this invasion. Ukrainians, their own citizens, Ukraine government was killing and bombing them. People don't know this. They don't know the history because when the corporate media in the United States still tells the story of Ukraine, they start it from Putin's invasion. They don't know why Putin invaded. They don't know that the Ukrainian government was bombing those people for eight straight years and slaughtering them. Them. They don't know that they're in bed with Nazis, literal Nazis, which is why when uh, Zelensky campaigned, he campaigned on bringing people together. He campaigned on peace. And then as soon as he got elected, he gets the threat from NATO and he gets a threat from the Nazis in Ukraine that if he does bring peace, they're going to kill him. And so that's why we're in this position we are in today. And people have no idea that that's what happened. So you can call me anything you want. There's only one way to end this war. It, everyone knows that the Ukraine war is going to end with a negotiation. So we have to get people at the negotiating table right now. NATO doesn't want, Joe Biden doesn't want a negotiation. He wants to keep this going on. He wants to keep people being killed in Ukraine so we can bleed Russia economically. And that plan isn't working. What we're doing is Russia is now becoming closer and closer with China. And they're going to become the new center of, uh, of economics in the world, the big economic force. And the, and the petrodollar is going away, which means the American currency being the, 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 the currency of the world is going away. It's a disaster for the West and NATO and for Europe, which is why I don't understand why the people won't wake up to this. Because, But the reason why they won't wake up to this is because they don't get to see shows like this or hear voices like me. They only hear voices from the pro-war military-industrial complex bought media. Well, Biden, uh, you're right, doesn't want negotiations right now. But uh, the CIA denies uh, all your allegations. They came back to us once.
Uh, they were so irritated by us continually asking them about allegations against them. But uh, they, they deny your allegations, as does, uh, of course, Mr. Zelensky in Kiev. Jimmy Dore, the demonstrator. Thank you very much. That's it for the show. But remember, if you're watching this on Saturday, you can join Jimmy at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. tomorrow, Sunday, the 19th of February, at the Way Rage Against the War Machine rally. We'll be back next Saturday with another brand new episode. Until then, you can still keep in touch by all our social media if it's not censored in your country. But you can always head to our channel, Going Underground TV on Rumble.com, to watch new and old episodes of Going Underground. See you very soon.